focusing on an emerging generation of kings. I'm looking for, I'm not looking for God, I'm looking for money. God will embarrass you with amazing wealth that will make you pinch yourself and say, how in the world did I ever think that money was all that? Because that amount of money that you've lost, I don't know how long it's going to happen, but that is going to become a fraction of what God will bless you with. How do I know that the word says that whilst we were going through the wilderness, the children of Israel came out of the house of bondage. Remember, the word says that they murmured against God and that God was angry. You know what they murmured? They said, can God even provide bread? In the desert, that's what they said now. And the word says that God was angry. Like, do you know who I am? So can he feed people in the wilderness? Can he take care of a meal? God is like, eh, man, caca. That means you don't know nothing. Nothing. I'll show you something. I've been feeding folks before your great-grandfather learned to hunt. And so for 40 years, he rained bread upon them. No shop rights, but no one was left. You should know something. You will always get it right because you're the right yours next of God. Christ Jesus. You're not the left you're the righteousness. See, let me just tell you something about kings. So some who are just getting to the culture. Some of you really want to smile. But you're like, if I smile, people think I'm weird. So you look weird, try not to smile. Come, come on, let it out. Release it. Let it flow. Let it flow. Somebody say thank you for your love, God. The breath in your nostrils is a sign that God still has an assignment for your life. And it does not matter who has counted you out. They will fail in maths because they don't know how to count. In the mathematics of God... The first shall be the last. And the last to get saved could become the first to lead a movement. So for somebody who's like, God, I'm done with you. God says, son, I'm not through with you. Come here. We have work to do. Oh, but God, I was raped. Come here. We have work to do. But God, I'm high. Even though I don't submit to your highness. Come here. We have work to do. God, I was used, dumped, manipulated, squeezed, stretched, broken, battered into bits, grated, chopped like tomatoes or onions on a chef's platter. We have work to do because the devil is not intelligent enough to fabricate any kind of evil that does not have the seed of God's goodness somewhere on the inside of it. Don't forget, the devil is not a creator. He was created. And so he's subject to the creator of all things. 
and we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God and are thee called according to his purpose. Somebody say, I hear, I hear. I want us to go real quick to the book of Ephesians. I might make some references to the book of Luke chapter 7. But Ephesians chapter 3, we're not keeping you long. The love of God is going to pull you out of it. Somebody who's in a complex relationship scenario. Or somebody who's in a situationship. Or somebody who wants to change their name to bicycle because they personify Wala. And Wala be like, God will use that Wala bicycle to get you to bicycle. Sickle is used for the harvest. And the harvesters, plenty. And the laborers, I feel like, I, is that, is that Geraldine? I'm like, I feel like I know that person, but the mask. Geraldine, is good to see you. Right? I want that to sing, Easy. But it's not there. Is it that it's worthy of our praise? But it's good to see you, man. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians 3 from verse 14. Ephesians 3, 14. See what it says now. It says, for this reason, I fall on my knees. This is the great apostle. The apostle who expounded to us the concepts of grace more than almost any other person. Actually, more than any other documented person. From whom every family in heaven and on earth receives its true name. You see, whenever heaven is interested in, hell comes against. And so for many of us, we have unpleasant family stories in one way or the other. Have I got a witness? Some, somebody in your family is doing somehow, you know, from time to time, there's that family thing. Because families are not just something God considers in, within the context of the earth. He says that families actually have an implication in heaven. Are you following this now? He said, I am falling on my knees from whom, before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth receives its true name. He said, I ask God from the wealth of his glory. Give me a moment. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he will grant you according to his riches, to, according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit where? In the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted. Somebody say I'm rooted. And grounded, somebody say I'm grounded. In what? In love. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and depth and height to know the love of God which passes knowledge. In other words, God's love is mind-blowing. How many of us studied the subjects in the university or secondary school and after reading maybe like jam or something, after reading for jam for a long time, your head actually became hot? Oh, can somebody just be honest? Just like you don't understand what's going on. Like 
you know, maybe ICANN, ATS, ACCA, IELTS for your jackpot plans. <laughs> People don't want to laugh too much so they won't know. Right? And your mind couldn't take it any longer. When he's saying to know the love of God that passes knowledge, what he's saying is that God wants to blow your mind with his love. He wants to love you so much, you'll be like, God, scatter my brain, rearrange it. He wants you to feel so filled with the love. So he says, the length of that love, the breadth of that love, the depth of that love, the height of that love. This is the reason the enemy tried his best to complicate every meaningful love scenarios in your life. He was not after the relationship. He was after your concept of intimacy and fellowship. Oh, is somebody getting this now? Because if you gave your heart and your mind and your soul to a man and the man had all kinds of nice words and niceties and told you, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. And you look into the word of God and you see Jesus saying, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. The same way that man left you, there is a subconscious programming that is saying, Jesus, you are just like Johnny, only that you just come. He's trying to complicate your picture of healthy and vital relationships. If somebody was sexually violated or sexually mishandled, what the enemy was trying to do was to complicate the purity and the power of a relationship that was not sexually driven but destiny driven. But if the enemy stings you many times like a wasp, it leaves something on the inside of you that long after the sting, you are still carrying the sore and the pain. And so it's a different scenario right now, but the same memories of the fragrances and the smells and the scenarios and the complication. Why? The enemy wants to make you a mobile ambassador of bitterness and pain oh can I talk to somebody right now and so the sweet and sensitive person becomes the vile and cold and crass person and people say you are a snob but inside your heart you're the sweetest person but the scenarios around you have given you a label that God didn't place on you because you are trying to protect your heart well can I talk to somebody right once beaten in fact, you're not even present to be shy. Once between Jaba. Anything that reminds you of that. For some people, it wasn't relations, it was faith gatherings or friendships. So you guys had an investment fund, right? Everybody donate 50k every month. 50k, 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 50k. 10 friends. 50k, 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 50k. At the end of the 50 made you K. So K means to cry. Why? Because somebody amongst the group said to you, Hello from the other side. Bought ticket with your money, right? And so anytime there is any deal, any investment opportunity, or they say, oh, it's time for offering. We're going to raise an offering at the end of this message. When it's time for offering, you don't know why. At that time, that's when there is no power in your phone. It's a subliminal program, but you have no idea it's running. Because the deadliest programs are the ones you didn't install. The viruses, 
that pop up. How many have ever tried downloading an antivirus, but it was actually a virus? <laughs> Even though your name was not Cyrus, things became porous. And then you couldn't sing the chorus. He said, God wants you. Why is Paul saying this? He said, I'm falling on my knees. In other words, this issue is serious enough for me to pray about it. This is not just something I can teach you. Come on, somebody. This is not just something I can instruct to do. He's saying this requires somebody to carry this issue. And I trust God that God is already speaking to somebody right now and excavating the debris. And sometimes you are carrying so much debris and so much hurt and pain and struggle that you've learned to live with it. Oh, anybody like that? You just learn to deal with it. It's like having a boil in a secret place. Um, how many of you know that boils are rude? Boils. Very rude. They show up in uncommon places. The quest for recognition has overridden their sense of judgment. They're, they're, they are typically found at sensitive areas. Sometimes they can't quite make up their minds, so they're injunctions. <laughs> and, and so, you see, sometimes when you see somebody walking like this, person is not proud of. <laughs> the person is just doing their best to keep it together. Because if they go like... <laughs> but sometimes you have a boil... And he sort of learned to live with it. <laughs> I says, everything fine. I'm doing just good. I'm, I'm good. Many of us, we carry on like all is well. And we have all the bumper stickers and all of that. But God says that I want Christ to dwell in your heart through faith and that you being rooted, somebody say rooted. How many of you know one of the challenges we have in our generation is that there is so much fluidity. Everybody wants to be free-flowing. And so the level of commitment is so low, right? I think it was my wife. Do you, do you have that screenshot? The, the, what gender are you? What gender? Do you have it? Have a look for it if you can find it. So there's this form that she saw some, I don't know how many days ago, about what gender are you? Simple question. What gender are you? We were raised to know male or But people want to be fluid now, right? Well, I usually screenshot those kind of things. So what gender are you? If you can remember some of them. Say male, female, two spirits. Ha. Which one should we cast out? Cis, heterosexual. Give me more. Binary. Non-binary. Genderless. I prefer not to share. My category doesn't exist yet. Still thinking. 
Now, if you've defined yourself like that, or you feel like you're actually a child in a, an adult's body or an adult's body in a child. So see how fluid. There's a gender called agenda. Agenda. Androgen. Androgynous. Bigender. Cis. Cis and, cisgender. Cis female. Cis male. Cis man. Cis woman. Cisgender female. Cisgender male. Cisgender man. Cisgender woman. Female to male. FTM. Gender fluid. Gender non-conforming. Gender questioning. Gender variance. Gender queer. Intersex. Male to female. Trans woman. Trans person. Trans male. Transgender man. Transmasculine. Transsexual. Because anytime we don't stay within the con- confines of God's love instructions, we're going to go wild in the multiplicity of directions. So there is nothing wrong with you feeling like that. If you happen to feel like that, you happen to feel, you know what, I feel I'm homosexual or I'm I'm bisexual or I'm this or that, that is a feeling which may have roots or ties or experiences or solutions so we do not judge you but what we do is that even though we accept you, we introduce you to the love of Christ that deals with the issue which is a complication of the original desire and then brings you into the loving kindness of God is somebody here because if all of us were to run in the direction of our hormones people were bringing out their privates on the streets and doing things that you've never seen before this is the reason it said you have to be rooted where in the love of God why a tree that is not rooted cannot be fruitful a tree that is not rooted will be blown by every wind of doctrine every concept every ideology every complication a tree that is not rooted will be like I'm not really tied to anything sometimes I do Buddhism and sometimes I do Orishaism and sometimes I do Amadioism and sometimes that is fluidity he's saying I want you to be planted somebody say be planted if you can shout aloud at the back, say, be rooted. I don't want it to be free flowing. Anything goes, anything flows. I need some spring rose. And in Luke chapter 7, watch it my time. Luke chapter 7, we find this woman who was not rooted. This woman, she was a prostitute. The Bible says from verse 36 all the way to 44, there is a presentation of a story of Jesus who had been invited by a Pharisee. Now the Pharisee or tax collector, those people had a bad reputation. They were pompous, proud, full of themselves. They prided themselves in knowing the law, but not necessarily understanding the heart of God behind those instructions. And so they were religious, but they were not spiritual concerning God's standards of spirituality. They were so full of themselves. However, when this Pharisee invites Jesus, Jesus obliges him. Now, this is a guy who is dubious and shady, but when he invites Jesus, Jesus 
Jesus obliges him and says, here I am. Why? Because Jesus does not judge you based on the complexity of your past. He holds you up against the beauty of your future. He's not going to say, no, you've slept with too many people. You've actually duped too many people. You have actually hacked too many accounts. He says, if you call on me, I'm not going to say no to you. Please, I'm going to look for two or three people. At least one of them might be feeling unwanted or unloved. And tell that person or tell those persons, Jesus is still there for you. Jesus is still there for you. Somebody might not really believe it the way they should believe it. But if you can afford to take one or two steps out of your comfy seats right about now and look for somebody and say, Jesus is still there for you. You might feel like a Pharisee. You might feel like you're unwanted. You might feel like you're unloved. You might feel like you're battered and broken. But Jesus! Hey! Oh. He's a Pharisee. So, you, Jesus identifying with him was possibly going to have a negative impact on his ministry. Are you following this now? Who is this pastor sitting with a Yahoo boy? People would have dragged him online. Jerusalem Twitter. Galilean Guardian. Nazareth News Daily. Mary and Martha vlog online. Would have been doing damage control. Oh, come on, summit right now. Peter and John would have been doing like sponsored ads to manage the negative impact. But Jesus did not think about himself. He thought about that person. So Jesus is saying, I'm willing for my reputation to be stained, for your soul to be clean. And isn't there a generation that feels running away from God is actually what makes me acceptable? But has this happened to you before that you walk through different places and then you got into a pristine environment, nice environment like this, and people are like, ah, something is smelling, or something is smelling. Uh, initially, people are like, maybe somebody actually just made a generous donation of some gaseous substances to the ecosystem. <laughs> some of y'all didn't get that. <laughs> so you thought it was that, but in your mind, because you're quite experienced in the discharge of such substances. In your mind, every human being does it for a living. Literally. Frank and Charles, don't you think so? Like, it's part of good health. Isn't that so? So... Some folks can't handle the truth. <laughs> anyway, because you were experienced in such services, you thought that by now there should have been a dissipation. So, but the smell lingered and it, <laughs> it had long suffering. <laughs> had an unusual capacity to endure <laughs> it tarried <laughs> it had a staying power 
And, and, and so everybody knew that, no, no, that, that's not it. And everybody was checking themselves and all of that. And then eventually you walked outside and you checked under your shoes. You remember that you had gone to see your friend who loved the pets. And the pets had dropped something that became the pest. So you were the one carrying the mess. And there's a generation carrying the mess, running everywhere else, judging everybody but themselves. That what needs fixing is not the workplace. What needs fixing is me. Because God fixes people to fix places. So this woman had been free floating. The word says she was a sinner. When you study some of the old texts, it reveals that the kind of scene most likely was about prostituting her body. She had been used to a lifestyle where she was not only gratifying her sexual desires by engaging people, but she actually made a trade out of it. We're not told about her looks because looks can be deceptive. Haven't you seen certain people that look very pious, pristine, and all well put together, and they wear the longest of skirts in this world, and they tie everything tieable. But when they tell you their story, you're like, eh, Oju Elegba, they know my story. And there are people who may look to you that they have issues. But they have some of the deepest encounters with God. But they just need to be discipled for the outward to manifest the convictions they already subscribed to on the inside. Is somebody getting this now? So this woman comes to Jesus and she begins to stand behind Jesus. She has a reputation. People know her story, but she's standing beside Jesus. So Jesus now is surrounded by some of the worst people in society. He's surrounded by a Pharisee or a tax collector or a combination of both. And then there is somebody behind him who is a woman of easy virtue. Worse still, she kneels and begin to cry and wash the feet of Jesus. For the first time in her life, perhaps, she is coming into the loving arms of a man that is not there to use and dump her. Oh, come on, somebody. She's coming into intimacy and connectedness with a man who has all power but will not use any bit of it to oppress or suppress or subjugate or rape or manipulate. And when she cries foul, he will not use his power to say, no, there's no rape case. Come on, somebody. He's coming to somebody who's not just putting up a facade on the outside but has the real deal on the inside and she bows in the presence of that all loving all consuming intensely engaging man called Jesus and cries to Jesus and guess what the word says that she touches Jesus and Jesus does not slap her hand away I don't want to paint pictures in your mind but only God knows how many things those hands have touched before. Oh, come on, somebody. How many places those hands have been to? How much drug money? Because you know there's a connection between prostitution and bad money. How much bad money the hands had counted? 
How many people's backs and other parts of the body, those hands are touched and massaged and moved. But when she touches Jesus, Jesus does not judge her because there is a touch that can purify the stain and the scene of every other touch before that. Oh, come on, somebody. There is a touch that neutralizes and nullifies the burdens of weight and guilt and shame that have been plaguing you all your life. There is an encounter. There is a time of coming together. There is a connection with Jesus where you're saying, it does not matter what I've done. What I heard about you is that you can fix it and make everything just fine. If you can shout yes, you can put your hands together and glorify God and glorify God for a touch from God. Jesus is the doctor who cannot become sick by picking germs from you. He does not die because of your germs. The germs die because of his life. Come on. Jesus is the priest who is not polluted by the weaknesses of your infirmities. He does not cringe because of your weaknesses. Your weaknesses cringe because of his almightiness. Jesus is the friend who is not won away by your fluctuating attitude and the lack of dependability. He is rock solid, enduring, and eternal. That when you're fluctuating, he's solidly there. When you're losing your mind, he's solidly there. When you're overwhelmed, he's solidly there. When you have a mood swing, he cannot swing anywhere. Because for you to swing, it means you are in one place and you have to move to another. But he cannot swing. He is Alpha and is Omega. Where is the single swinging to? He is the one who never tells a lie. He's not afraid of anyone. His integrity is intact. And when you touch him, oh, Malahasa. I didn't say when you touch church, because church is imperfect. If church were perfect, Ephesians 5 would not exist. He's washing the bride without blemish, without spot, without wrinkle. What does that tell you? Churches are blemished. Churches are spotted. Churches are wrinkled. But the Christ, the savior of the body, the head of the body, is transfusing his life by his spirit into everyone who believes in him. And even though we're in different levels of maturation and discipleship, everyone is welcome. Wherever you are, there is still space. I wrote something about three years ago on Instagram. I said, no matter who you are, there is still space at the foot of the cross. The foot of the cross is never too crowded to accommodate one more sinner, one more prostitute, one more hacker, one more failure account society, one more abuser, one more abuser, one more overwhelmed person. If you can make your way and pull yourself to a place and say, God, I cannot fix this. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me, Jesus. Tombs, Jesus allows her express her heart the way she knows to. She does not, he does not correct her in the middle of an intimate outpouring. Oh, come on, somebody. But it says, I got you. I got you. Pause the oil and see what Simon was saying. The Simon said, if this guy were really a prophet, he would know that this baby is a wobe babe. And Jesus, the word says that Simon spoke to, to his good to see you with your husband Toby. 
said your word that, that, that Simon spoke to himself he spoke to himself if Jesus knew this woman he would know that this one is not for real he spoke to himself but the Bible when he says Jesus answered him because there are conversations you've been having with yourself and you have no idea that Jesus heard you and some of you, you have heard Jesus' answer to you through this brief exhortation. Because the things I spoke about are the things you've been thinking about. And Jesus hears you. Before I close, can you go to three people real quick and say, Jesus heard you. Jesus heard you. Some of you did not go. Some of you didn't go. I want to please stand up. We're almost done. But go to three people and tell them, Jesus heard you. Jesus, Dr. Fiona is going to see you. Jesus heard you. Hey, Jesus, he heard you. Jesus heard you. Jesus heard you. When you sobbed and you wept and you cried and filled your pillow with tears until your family mates were wondering if you were wet in the bed at the age of 24 because you cried so much it left a puddle on the patch. Jesus heard you. When your business partner became a fraud star, Jesus hurt you when you were too heavy to pray and you were like what a speed talkless of r-a-y jesus heard you but when the broke your heart and walked out on you and you cried and you were angry with god jesus heard you eunice you might have some questions in your life right now but jesus hears you why because thoughts are as loud to jesus as words are to men jesus heard you bossy jesus heard you does he really care he cares enough to let you weep and wail he cares enough to let you express yourself the way you know how to he cares that much and the reason we're in lekki is because there are many people who feel like i don't belong who feel like nobody gets me who feel like well you know almost every church you go to you have to be a certain kind of way you have to dress a certain kind of way you you, you can you know you they might judge you for having tats on you, but I'm, but I'm not afraid to take pictures with my man, Major. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to do that. <laughs> because if Jesus died for him, I embrace him. I embrace him. I embrace him. I embrace him. I mean no disrespect. I mean no disrespect, but there are certain places where they say to you, 
that if your beard is this long, you need counseling. <laughs> yeah, places you, you never stand. <laughs> but if Jesus died for the beard gang, we embrace them. By the way, Jesus had a beard because the Bible says when they were crucifying, they plucked his beard. So Jesus was a beard gang member. Hey! Look at somebody say there's room for you here. The song God gave me when we were just about 10 or 15. I think so was it about Bannex, what was it? We love God, we love people, we love God. We hadn't started Sunday services, it was a spontaneously one of those, and that's become our theme or welcome song. And it says, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, there is a place for you here. There is a place, a special place, we have a place for you. No matter what you do, no matter where you're from, there is a place for you here. There is a place, a special place, we have a place for you. We love God, we love people, we love God, we love people, we love God, we love people, we love God. Do you love God? We love God, we love people, we love God, we love people, we love God. come here to compete we have not come to lucky to say we can also be in lucky we have come here to support the work many great churches are on the stretch many many great churches that have stood the the test of time 10 years 15 years 20 years I think there's some churches about 25 years perhaps and then there are other churches in our generation that are doing great work here. But there is a sound for every soul. And no matter how great a preacher or charismatic a preacher many of you consider me to be, and by God's grace I am, there's some people that will never vibe with me. But no matter how great another preacher is, how pious, how whatever the parameter of measurement is, there's some people that will never go there. This is this kind of atmosphere they need. They like the spontaneity. They like the variety. They like the flavor. They like the colors. They like the openness. They like the largesse, the generosity, the flexibility, the authenticity. They love it. And they're like, this is what my soul needs at this time. 
I believe that some of you are here for the first time. You need no follow-up because somewhere in your heart right now, you already know. You already said to yourself, I wish I knew this three years ago. You know, somebody joined Loveth. Loveth, that's a district's friend. I met her today, but I'd seen her a couple of times at the King's Hub. She was sitting somewhere at the back, pretty lady. And I remember that in the course of the week, I think I told in the course of the week, the song God gave me last week was that song again. River on my belly flow more. So she, she posted, I think I posted a clip or something. And then she said, you know what? I came to King's Sunday. I think that was our first or second Sunday. And said all through the week, I could not stop singing that song. So when I saw her today, I went to greet her and say, how are you doing? You are the person that reposted or posted a comment and all of that. I said, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing so well. I love it here. He said, my, she said, my pain is I wish somebody told me earlier. Why? Because she's traveling for our education in about two or three months. I think September or so. She said, how I wish somebody told me about this before. Maybe I wouldn't have made, this, made the kind of mistakes I've made. Maybe I had a hard context for relationships. Maybe like Bukola said, I was in another church. I mean, no disrespect, and I know the church she was from, and I love the man of God. He's, a, he's an amazing person. He's a great person. But how many of you know that there are some times in your life that God himself will redeploy you from a church to another? And Bukola said, I was in that church for six years, and I had no friend. Now, Bukala, I don't know how many months ago, but personally, between me and Bukala, we've had possibly three or four, four phone calls that have lasted at least 20 to 30 minutes, isn't that so? Now, she has friends that speaks to for over 60 minutes. We have to investigate that one. We have to interrogate those calls. We want you. 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 If nobody else wants you, we want you. If people are acting like they're tired of you, we want you. Now you may know the love of God. What is the length? What is the depth? What is the height? What is the breadth of the love? It says this love passes knowledge. So as we close two quick things, I want to give somebody the opportunity of a new beginning with Jesus. That's the first call. The second call, I'm going to ask people who want to have a new beginning with us because we don't have it all together. We have it all together in Christ, but the outworking of it, the Bible says you may comprehend with all the saints. In other words, even getting to know God is a unity project. It's a corporate project that you may comprehend with all the saints in other words my comprehension is incomplete without another saint involved in my spiritual education not only in instruction and doctrine but also in temperamental tolerance (laughs) because everybody can love Jesus until another believer gets involved in other words some things you learn through the preacher some other things you learn in community Tolerance, temperance, endurance, long-suffering, meekness, servitude, 
consistency, faithfulness, diligence, sacrifice, giving up things for another, serving on the people who culturally should be an issue because in the culture you're from, you don't serve people who are younger than you. But when you're in a community of faith, you don't check out the age of their bodies, but the calling upon their spirits. I want to give somebody... It's okay wherever you are, right where you are. You can place your hand on your chest or your head. It does not mean you have not made a commitment to Christ before, but this is a wake-up call. This is a brand new beginning. This is the hour of salvation. Wherever you are, maybe you drifted, you strayed, you went away like the sheep. Here comes shepherd Jesus coming after the one, leaving the night tonight behind. Came to seek and save the lost. If you're the person... I know that some of my need us to give us the privacy of this moment. So it's okay for you to either look directly at me or close your eyes wherever you are. But I want somebody to place their hands on their hearts, on their chests, and on their heads and say, I am beginning again. I am starting again. I wish I knew this last year. I wish I knew this two years ago. I, I wish I knew this. But can we start again? Jesus, I know I sort of like broke up with you. I stopped taking your calls. Maybe I blocked you on WhatsApp, Jesus. But can we start again? I know there is more. This is not the time to stand aloof. You're either praying for yourself or praying for souls. This is the time for everyone to be praying. Pray if you're already good with God. Pray, Lord, say, Lord, touch everyone who needs to make a commitment. Lord, touch everyone. Please, Lord, touch everyone. again can we begin again can we begin again can we begin again this is the hour of salvation this is the hour of salvation this is the moment of truth this is the time for our new beginning oh lama say
trying to embarrass you but the word speaks about faith your response to this call does not mean you are a sinner or you're useless but it's just a bold declaration you want to push yourself over the edge because you've come close before and there were times you didn't follow through you're saying I'm starting afresh with God whether you were saved before or you strayed or between you and God you know there's something I need to cross over my brother my sister take a bold step and come join me right here on this black carpet where the redness of the blood of Jesus is speaking to you. 
I know once the first person steps out, the first two people step out, I want you to come with boldness. I want to come and say this is a new beginning. I know that you are out there. And God wants to pull you over that ledge. You may not know the fullness of what you are doing yet. But you're like, Pastor, I want to stand with you. It does not mean you're going to stay in those places as your church or your gathering. But it means you're saying, I'm saying no to the past. Say 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 no. It's not looking for perfection. It's looking. It's looking for faith. That lady came to Jesus. She forgot about the naysayers. She forgot about the skeptics. She forgot about the people who knew her from way, pa way past. Said, I'm coming to Jesus. There must have been protocol. She broke the protocol. Said, I'm coming to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, God. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise, God. Kabasu falakas. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. For every life and every heart that is starting afresh. some reason I'm still waiting for somebody it might just be that one person or two persons but that person needs to make a, a step move a step move yourself out of that move yourself out of it out of that self-consciousness take that step make that move Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank you for every heart you have touched today. Every soul you have snatched out of the grip of confusion, of overwhelm, of struggles and pain. We honor you, Father. Thank you for all that you have done. We glorify you, Jesus. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. We're not going back. We're going forward. Somebody give God praise. Give God praise. Shout unto God. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org 
and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.